All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to Coming in Hot. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan, the number two pick in the draft in 2005. We're going to talk to the number one pick in the 1993 draft shortly in Alex Degg, who's also maybe best known and remembered as Jason York's roommate. (laughs) Happiest guy. (laughs) Jolliest guy ever. Always in a good mood. Just, just, Just got a text from our old strength coach, Lauren Goldenberg, and he's like, that guy was never in a bad mood. Like, Bobby, you're probably a guy like that, eh? Around the rink, I could see you as a jolly guy. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, you're 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 crusty. It's, I can be, yeah. When, oh. when you're on day seven in a row, and yeah, we're gonna go do a 45 minute flush. I was like, what? <laughs> Pardon? Rest is a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the guy that's responsible for rest is a weapon. Hey, oh, I'm not taking responsibility for it. That's for sure. But I, I could be a little crusty some days. Oh, really? I was always I was always in a good mood. Yeah. No, there's uh, no bad days in the NHL, that's for sure. But yeah. I found well, some good. people try to make it that way though. Oh yeah. Yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> I, I I've seen that. I will say, Yorkie, I tried uh, to find all kinds of pictures of Alex Digg uh, through the interwebs. It's rare to find one mm-hmm. he's not smiling. I know. I will say that like 
Very, very jovial type guy. I actually, I quite look forward to this interview today because I've never had a chance to really talk to him. So I'm really I'm anxious to see. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he got traded in January of 1998 and I arrived in Ottawa to start the 98-99 season. Okay. So let's yeah. see what he has to say about your good friend, Pierre Gauthier, shortly. Oh, I love the, love the ghost. Gave well, me three con gave me three contracts. Yeah. Well, the ghost <laughs> traded Alex Digg, so we'll find out if if he has the same view that you do about it. Um, before now, he's he's arriving shortly. So before he does, I just want to get uh, let's take some business out of the equation. Uh, this show is always brought to you by Botano. Go to botano.ca, download the award winning state of the art app, uh, get in on all the same game parlays and live bet builder. And today, by the way, is Halloween. So over at Ooh. Botano. They're celebrating Halloween. They even made like fancy graphics. So uh, go check them out and see how they're celebrating Halloween. Lots of stuff to do over there, um, including you can bet on the Calder Trophy winner, Ridley Gregg. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, here we go. Start. <laughs> I won't start that again today. Um, there is news, though, with the Sens, and that is Artem Zoop skated today in the yellow non-contact jersey. Uh, he was skating alongside um, Jake, Sa uh, yeah, Jake Sanderson. And... Uh, he I don't think he plays tomorrow based on him having been off that much, but maybe. So we'll see if he gets cleared to play tomorrow uh, as they face L.A. No, no, sorry, Thursday. So I suspect he's probably in the lineup on Thursday because it's two days from now. Mm -hmm. did, did we ever uh, – at my skate today, somebody asked me, like, what was wrong with Zub? Did they ever say, was it jaw or ear or concussion? Did they ever say? Uh, they've not. They've never said it. I'm going to see if there's an official, but I think it's just upper body. That's what upper I thought body. I saw too. Interesting. Um, interesting to be taking first line reps in a non-contact jersey. Usually when you get that, you're not taking reps at that with your partner. So if he's playing with his mm -hmm. partner, um, you so, know, through practice, it's a good sign. I would say it's just, so a, it, yeah, just well, reminder. So, it, bump so it's a concussion then probably, right? Because concussion protocol, first day, non-contact, second day, I believe, contact. And then, oh, it's bike ride, non-contact practice, non-contact practice, contact practice, play. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he's probably just going, I I don't want to speculate too much, I guess, right? But I think he's probably just going through the, the, the protocol. Yeah, that's, just, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Yorkie, was your protocol, uh, how many fingers do I have and get back out there? My protocol was suck it up buttercup get yeah, back out fine. there take a sniffer <laughs> find a way find a way uh, dig down deep you're gonna help your, your teammates gonna like you for it and uh also anyway uh for officially listed as just upper body and so uh while i know and alfie's mullet has said isn't it his ear we know he was hit in the ear i believe it may be concussion related mm -hmm. yeah but, sounds like it but we have, yeah, no official word. Uh, also, this show happily presented by uh, BEI. Go to Bonisher Excavating Inc. Uh, BonisherExcavating.com, 613-432-1120 for all your aggregate and topsoil sales needs, plus uh, custom crushing and screening, and um, for all your aggregate and equipment rentals. So uh, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. And, of course, uh, apply because they're always looking to help for help. And, Bobby, as you like to say, slow down in construction zones. Got to do it. Double the flying. Uh, all right. No, I, listen, I've taken up enough of everybody's time, so let's get right to it. On the show, I'd like to welcome in the 1993 first overall pick, uh, Alex Dagg, to the show. 
Very nice, boys. My first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of excitement here. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, it's my first ever, by the way. I, I've heard uh, that. So why on earth, Alex? Uh, why, why? Why? No, I, I know why you're dressed up. Why on earth did you choose to do this show? Come on, easy. Because of Yorkie. is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we're buds. It's been we're nice roomies. To me. Yeah. <laughs> Yorkie paid for paid me to ask that question. He wanted you to say nice things about him. No, I thought he paid me. No, he didn't pay me. That's, oh, why, yeah. that's why I don't do any broad podcast. <laughs> yeah. Three ninety hey, nine is over, boys. <laughs> hey, Deggy, checks, checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. Check your mailbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. hey, Alex, some would argue you made too much money, and that's why they brought in the rookie salary cap. Yeah, oh, well, never. Canadian money, my friend. That's sixty percent on the dollar with fifty-three percent taxes. Try to make that calculation, then you call me after. Right? No, it's still a lot of money. It was uh, very fortunate that time. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, you can thank guys like Daggy for making all the cash you made. Yeah, I don't know what you got for a bonus as first overall, but I went second. And I got two hundred and fifty grand. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, right. first of all, how are you? We don't ever hear from you. Like you said, you don't do podcasts. I the last interview I can find anywhere is twenty seventeen with Don Brain when you came back for the outdoor game. Like, how are you? What are you up to? Ah, uh, well, I'm great. Uh, I got three kids. Live in Montreal. I'm. Um, I, I work for. Uh, I work for um, Attraction, which is a media company in Montreal. We do a TV shows, uh, and I, I I'm doing a couple projects in Spain now, which are really real estate based little hotels. So I travel a lot there, and uh, yeah, keep a low profile. Yeah. You're a and real Diggy. estate mogul. He's everywhere. <laughs> I would say He's mobile, everywhere. But uh, it's quite fun. Quite fun. Yeah. I know you like He's... the big O. I know Ottawa is amazing, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's an inter He's an international man of mystery. People in Ottawa wonder, Dig. I told you this. They're like, what is this guy doing? And now you're. You're coaching minor hockey too, right? You got your son. Yeah, I'm coaching playing. my You're... son. Yeah, well, they they ran out of coaches here. You know, uh, as you know, in Canada, those people are so intense about thinking their son yep. playing yep. the NHL, which is a, such a small percentage. And uh, you know, my son play Pee Wee A, so you got double A, double B, double A. You know, there's a long road ahead, buddy. But all those people, they really believe it's happening, and I didn't want to coach forever because I was, you know. I didn't want to. I don't want to get into that fighting and who's gonna have some ice time. But you know, I finally said, "Yeah, man, fuck it." <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you're not playing. <laughs> hey, who do you? Uh, which uh, which coach do you model your coaching? You've had a lot of coaches. Who's your, who? Who's uh, that your, was uh... so funny, Yorkie. I um, I had a meeting with the parents and I told them. I said, "Listen," I said, "I don't know if you ever heard about Jacques Jacques Lemaire," and everybody said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, great." Yeah, it was the worst thing that happened to hockey. That's what your sons will learn. <laughs> I'm bringing the trap back for the peewee. I love it. You're not, you're not trapping it up, are you? Trapping it up with the peewees? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we're unbeaten this year, man. I'm telling you, trap it up. It's the toughest thing for kids at that age because you know making two passes in a row is tough, and that's exactly designed to do that. Take so, that. Oh my yeah. God, so good. the trap. So 
Um, oh, okay, Alex, I got tons of questions for you, and I want to get to some stories about your playing days as well. I, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try and jam this in the next 24 straight hours. We're going to do a show. Um, <laughs> so I, I'd like to go back to you being drafted, uh, which yeah. was like just over 11,000 days ago, um, 30 <laughs> years ago this year. And 30 years. I, did you did you understand the pressure? Did you feel any pressure? Did you understand pressure? I guess what was that like? Because there's also rumors, whether they're now fact or not, that Ottawa or Quebec was trying to trade for you and they were giving up a king's ransom to get you and Ottawa wouldn't trade. I don't know. Did you know any of this stuff is going on? No, at that time, I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, I think I was way too young and went into a, a situation that I didn't fully understand. And the other thing people don't realize is that the draft, the way it was set up at that time, you could protect pretty much your whole team. So Ottawa had a shitty team for, for a while there. And it was, uh, it was super tough on young guys, especially myself. I wasn't ready. I didn't speak English. So that was another big, uh, big component. And, you know, I wanted to discover the world as well. I mean, great time. So those two, those three, four things didn't really match well. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And uh, but right now, what I like is all those guys. They have, you know, agents. I did, did have an agent, but my my agent was not present. But at least they have. I guess they get courses, or you know, they have a yeah. little bit of a blueprint how to do it, yeah. which uh, which is great. Yeah. Well, Diggy, nowadays you know how it is. You got a kid in hockey. Agents are on kids when they're 12 years old, 10 years yeah. old. Uh, like, advisors, like, they're called. They're not allowed <laughs> to call them agents, but it's, it's so nobody nobody came to you when you're really young and say, Yeah, we're getting uh, for me. It started, I was uh, 15, I was playing midget triple A. Okay. So all the usual suspect came in. It was actually it was Pat Brisson first or second mm-hmm. year as an agent. So, okay, obviously, at that time, I couldn't really pick him uh for obvious reasons so i went with pierre lacroix that was at the time in quebec he had all the you know the top french french canadian prospects but what happened with pierre is the year after that uh, my, after my first year he left for quebec city to be the gm so oh, i was yeah, stuck yeah, back yeah. in no man's land for a while uh, uh bob sovey took his company over but it was never the same on that level as far as connections and and you know when you take over a company and you have 20 to 25 of the top players, as far as French guys goes, you know, I was not priority number uno. And I think, you know, it was not great for me at that time because I didn't have any other support. My parents, you know, never played hockey, obviously, and didn't mm-hmm. know anything about going right. out of Montreal. So that was that. And after that, I went with Pat about four or five years later. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I got him on the way. He was so struggling at that time. I changed his whole career. Hey, give him a pat on the back. Hey, hey so uh, how did you how did you learn? So did you when you went to Ottawa? Did you take English lessons? How did you learn? Um, in the dressing no, room. Dressing room, um, TV. Uh, obviously, I had a, a small base because Montreal yeah. is not like uh, the boonies either. Yeah. So, uh, but to this day, my mom, my dad passed away this year, but they didn't speak English. My brother doesn't speak English. So, uh, and after that, I was, you know, at 21, I moved to LA in the summer, right after the season. So that, you know, that made a big improvement. Yeah. So I went there for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
What do you got, Wally? What do you got? You're bringing the heat. Are you bringing the heat? I, well, I'm just I I. I've, I've never had a chance to talk to you for the most oh, part. I've interviewed you when you played for Minnesota. Try to stay away from you. Well, <laughs> that's fair. You're not the only one. So <laughs> I, I'm o- I've always been fascinated by you um, because of all the, the talk that surrounded you for your time in Ottawa, including obviously mm-hmm. the rookie salary cap. And then there was so much that happened. I, I'm just, how would you sum up your four and a half years in Ottawa? Um. I would say for my best years, you know, if overall for the, the you know, on the ice, of, of course, I had some good seasons in Ottawa, um, but obviously they were not the standard that we people, people were expecting. That's another story. That's another discussion. But as far as, you know, getting out of Quebec, traveling, seeing the league for the first time, I was very lucky the first year, I think we made all the old stadiums as well. Mm-hmm. So Chicago Stadium oh, was still yeah. there, Detroit. Boston was still there, so Quebec City. So that was great. Uh, going to Buffalo. So those those are great memories. Uh, yeah, just going through the league a couple of times, super fun. Uh, I think the first year we didn't have a charter plane, so we stayed in every city. So that was great for sightseeing. I really enjoyed myself. That's that awesome. <laughs> Hey, do you do you remember on the plane? Because back then they, they, they you, all of a sudden the barf bags, the little paper bag, would come around and people would have to sign the bag. People would want autographs on the barf bag. No, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. start making the rounds. Yeah, because we're barf. traveling with um, uh, with yeah with civilians, right? With well, yeah, <laughs> with civilians. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Us, us regular folk. Aliens. Alex, yeah. I didn't say civilians. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, commercially, Wally. we're flying commercially. <laughs> so, that, Dig, I don't know if you know this. You you still have that? That's a record, right, Wally? The goals as a teenager for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, points as a teenager by an Ottawa Senator, fastest to fifty points. Uh, hang on. So, oh, we have some of those that. notes to come up, Yorkie. All right, uh, getting ahead of our, getting ahead of ourselves. But you you had a fifty-one point season in your rookie year. You started. I mean, you know this stuff. You started. Your first seven games, you had five goals and 13 points, if I'm not mistaken. You had a a seven-game point streak to start your career. Like, you started on fire. I just – did it ever feel comfortable for you? Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, no, for me, uh, well, you'll see, I did, um, I did uh, uh, duck you with, uh, with the NHL this past yes. year. And that talks about all that time and, and, and me going into the league. Uh, I went to, I went, you know, when I was 15, 16, I, I you know, there was, a lot, there was a lot of changing uh, the way I was looking at the game and what I wanted to do. And uh, so I, I arrived in the league very, very young, right? So it was like, I didn't have, so mm-hmm. when I was junior, I was doubting if I really you know, wanted to push it, but I was so close to my goal right. and I continue and, and proving I could play in the league was for me, it was a big achievement. I was very happy with that. And what came next was, you know, whatever it did. But, uh, for me, I was very happy with that, uh, very contempt, but resetting goals was always my biggest issue and the toughest thing to do. And when you don't have that ultimate goal or that little edge, you became just a player going through the motion. And that's how I feel uh, the rest of my career was. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I got a, I was telling the guys this. Uh, I don't know if you remember our old strength coach, Lauren Goldenberg. Fuck, Jason, I thought you were going to cry there. I was very emotional about what I was saying, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying, to, I'm, try- feel, but- <laughs> I'm trying to turn things down. around here. Yeah, Yorkie doesn't pay it. He just goes on to his question. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but yeah, he has is, no clue what you just said. <laughs> I, I was listening. I was listening. But you were always, I remember you, and I came in a couple years later. You were always in a great mood, man. Every single day. Yeah. It was like the greatest day. Like you're, yeah. I was telling, I, Bob and I were talking about because you got some guys who are grumpy, but you were a guy that was always the greatest day at the rink. At least it seemed that way to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't change either. I'm uh, still that way 30 years later in my, my, my life. So, yeah, yeah, that's, um, well, at the end of the day, you know, you wake up, you have to do something and have fun with it. That was always my, and yeah. but now that I have kids, it's more important than ever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. You haven't aged either, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that's maybe for another day. I, I, I know you need to, you don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to waste your time. I do have a lot of time. Is you guys cutting me off? You give me 20 oh. minutes. That's what you're oh, doing. Like, buddy, you got 20 I, minutes. So, so okay. I just I got nothing a... to sell. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> Dang, we got I, all day for you. We wait got a all second. Day. Well, yeah, I, well, okay then. So uh, you had say. Jacques Martin come in. I want to know because yeah. uh, you say Jacques Lemaire is your favorite coach, or at least I think you you might. Yeah. Um, so where does Jacques Demer? Uh, sorry, uh, where does Jacques Martin fit for you? Oh, close second, for sure, for sure. Um, I think, for me, I think Jacques changed the Ottawa Senators at that time because, you know, yep. he arrived at a time that guys were, were getting better and, and, you know, 
got to know the league a little bit more, and I think his first year or second we make the playoff. So he, he did he did have a big impact. But I just felt that Jacques Lemaire, it was more for me, the type of personality I am. He didn't talk to me all year, so I really liked that. Call <laughs> 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 me old fashioned, but ignore me and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> You see so, the irony in you liking Jacques Lemaire as a coach, the defensive-minded coach against the guy who tore up the junior hockey league. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. first of all, Jacques, just to give you an idea, he's going to talk to you at the beginning of the year and at the end. And if he doesn't talk to you in between, that's because you do whatever he wants you to do, which is super, very simple to play the trap, right? And mm -hmm. that's one thing. And after he explains to you exactly what he needs individually on the ice when you're a left winger. And I never had that. You know, you always think you know your game and what you should do. Uh, but within a system, when somebody explained to you, explained it to you a couple of times, it makes it made a huge difference. As far as being an offensive player, if I was more mature when I played in Philadelphia, Roger Nilsson was my coach. And... Um, he told me after three games, and I was playing with Brandon Moore, I finished the season that the year before, it was nine goal and 11 games. Lindros got injured. That was his first big injury. Mm -hmm. So I got up to with Rob Brandon Moore, which is an amazing passer and good, over, amazing overall player. And I, I started the season with him, and I'm two out of three. I'm, I'm fuck, I'm, I'm saying, you know, this year I'm scoring 30. So I'm, you know. And he told me, he said, Alex, he said, I want to do a defensive. I want to be, I want to, Put you in defensive role, make a defensive player out of you. Well, you know, I came back from LA that 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 summer, and I, you know, I was I had a lot of confidence. Just put it that way. So I was like, "Hey, Rogers, seriously, man, I scored 26 two years ago. I think I'm gonna." And I finished nine and eleven. So I got all my stats in my head that made sense. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, "So I think I can score 30 this year." He said, "No, you're not gonna score 30 because if you don't play defense, I'm not gonna play you." So whatever, man, do whatever you have to do. And I left. Bad thing. So I didn't play. Some games I had one shift. They finally traded me. But all this to tell you that if I was more mature and looking at the, the way the game is played and know where I sit in that dressing room, in any dressing room, okay, I get speed. But at the end of the day, if, if I'm going to play on the third line, I'm going to have that much ice time. If I'm going to play on a defensive role, I'm going to be on the third line. I'm going to have those empty netters. I'm going to have once in a while the power play. I'm going to be so you you get the longevity to your career and you're not as dependable offensively. And it changed. It would have changed my career if I would listen to that guy. It doesn't say I like the guy. I just didn't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, backing up, did you um because I was a I was a high pick, obviously, that got traded yep. out of his situation. And it mine was different. It was more, you know, the cap and things change, but when you left Ottawa, did you, were you, cause I had asked out, I just said, this isn't, this isn't even healthy anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And, and then, it, you know, the trade didn't manifest for me for another year. Um, but I was, did you ask to leave? Like, were you like, I have to go to Ottawa to try to be the, a better player or were you like at the point where I can't stand Pierre Gauthier anymore? I know Yorkie loves him, but I was like, were you, did you have a bad experience with him and say, it's time to move on? No, I had a great experience with the guy. Uh, you know, he was French, obviously very nice, very uh, subdued type dude. But for me, he called me and he said, Alex, what do you think about Ottawa? Do you like it here? 
And I think my answer was not that convincing. <laughs> what did you say? Do you remember? So a month later, I was gone. I was like, ah. right, Miss Allen. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was that smooth. He called me in his office, asked me what I thought about Ottawa and the playing here and the pressure. And we talked, you know, maybe for 10 minutes, but it was never about being traded. It was more an overall type question that you can't win. And, uh, and that was it. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember what uh, what you said? Do you remember? Uh, I think I went along the line that it's very. It's tough to go to restaurants in Ottawa. It's tough to go outside. It's tough to go to the mall. You know, there's a lot of negativity on the on the papers, and you know, yeah, I'm 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 struggling to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's fair. Took that. Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah. you're young, right? Like, you have yeah, all the weight. Yeah, uh, I was 23. 20, yeah. yeah, 23. It was my, uh, yeah, just turned 23. Yeah. So, so uh, Yorkie, you know what? Do the uh, DoorDash and we'll get the note out of the way so that uh, we can oh, you uh, want me talk to do about... The, door, the DoorDash and now? We'll be here yes. all day. All right. <laughs> just, just let's do what you're told. Let me Stand by, you, Alex. Uh, Stand by, Dave. It's going to take a while. Uh, <laughs> this show is proudly brought to you by DoorDash. Uh, just like when Daggy was skating up the ice super fast, DoorDash delivers the goods with restaurants, <laughs> grocery, pharmacies, bakeries, flower shops, and more. DoorDash really has everything you need to make the holidays extra special. I know Daggy's going to be handing out uh, Halloween candy tonight, and that's going to be special for the kids. Ordering's easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want, where you want, and uh, it'll deliver it right outside to your door with Door. Double DoorDash on DoorDash. You can order from multiple restaurants or stores uh, with delivery without additional delivery fees. So everyone can get what they need for a limited time. Get 25% off, zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. And the code is NATION25, all upper cast letters. That's 20 5% off, up to $10 value, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download that DoorDash app. And don't forget about the Nation 26. And 25. again, 25% <laughs> off. Na the code is Nation wow. 25. Listen, I don't get paid enough for this day. So you get picked for that or did you put your so, name? Well, you know, what was the process of picking you? Oh, dude, I don't know. I, just, I knew he'd struggle a little. So that's why I like the torment. I'm like so, the old Joe. Remember Joe Namath? Remember Joe Namath between uh, when they got Joe? He was on the ball a little bit on the, and he, and he goes to the girl between. Uh, oh, no. oh hey, yeah. Boozed up, yeah right? okay. He was yeah, all boozed up and he goes yeah. struggling. So, <laughs> uh, so Deggy, on this show, we do a hot or cold performer. You are our hot performer today. And I just wanted to point out, uh, as Yorkie tried to get to it earlier, because he doesn't pay attention to the rundown that you uh, were the quickest Ottawa senator ever, uh, youngest ever, uh, to score 50 points. 19 years, Ooh. 61 days. The only ever teenager to get to 50 points. Wow. Um, so, yes, we just want – there's a lot. So here's – my point is, you did a lot of things that people seem to not remember or they didn't know. Like, you played 10 years in the National Hockey League. In fact, you took two off and came back. That to me is impressive in and itself. Two lockouts, by the way. Two lockouts, like those, you would have. Those hurts more. <laughs> yes, tell me about yes, it. for for a couple of reasons. About uh, three million down the drain, but hey, who's yeah. counting? Yeah, huh? yeah, but no, we're, but you got to do that tour in Russia, so we'll get to that. Oh, in a sec. geez, that was awesome. I so, love it, uh, you like you played six hundred and sixteen games. You are 
in your draft class, I believe you are 26th in scoring. People have all these misconceptions or these thoughts about you. And in fact, they're not always reality based. And so I just wanted to point out a few of these notes that you have. Uh, I still think I'll ask you, what do you think of your hockey career in the National Hockey League? Um, I think it's been two. Uh, I think the first half, obviously, for me, discovering everything was amazing on a personal level. I think the second half, when I took those two, year, two years off, I think that was a good reset for me. I needed that. And when I came back, the first year was so-so. I was in Pittsburgh, and I was uh, up and down. Uh, but with Jock, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I had my best season there, I would say, overall season. Um, I was more cautious defensively, and it was, you know, it was just a fun time for me. Uh, after another lockout happened, I played another year and Jacques and everybody got fired. So I think they put me on that cell as well. So I was out. And when I went and after that, I went to, to Switzerland. I love that time. Mm. That was, that was awesome. So yeah. overall, you know, I'm, is it the best career that I thought for myself? No. Uh, is it something that I'm proud of? Yeah. If you look back 30 years later, you said, okay, you see those numbers. I'm like, oh, okay. And what I did the last year doing the, the, the docu is I, I, it brought me a lot of memories because you tend to forget, you know, times, mm -hmm. you know, you think forward, you don't, you don't really dwell too much on this. And, um, but there was way more fun time and, 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 and good memories than, than yeah. I thought actually. And looking at this, I thought everybody was super negative and super really harsh, but I don't think in reality that's the case. So yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, you and I were talking uh, yesterday when I, when I, and here's the thing, Diggy is one of the guys, he appreciates a phone call. He's not a texter a, <laughs> and he, and he actually answers his phone. <laughs> not do. many guys, no one answers their phone anymore. You answer your phone, no. my friend, but, um, Okay, so number one, first question, when's the documentary come out? Um, I think it's January or February. Um, there's two coming out. I think, I believe Joe Sackick, the, Yes. it's not a Joe Sackick story. It's a Joe Sackick, uh, you guys probably remember that, when the New York Rangers signed them yeah. uh, to an hostile uh, offer sheet. Yeah. And that old story with the team there. And uh, I think it was, I think I told you this, uh, Jason, it was um, Air Force One. The owner of the team at that time was a movie producer uh, okay. for Colorado. So he financed that deal with that movie. So that was, so it's pretty interesting. So that's coming out about the same time. But yeah. I think they're going to spread those two. Cool. And it's, uh, what's the Amazon? Amazon. It's Amazon and uh, ESPN Plus. Cool. Cool. Oh, perfect. Um, and then the other thing, you like your years in Switzerland. I I only played yeah. for one season. How much how much fun was that playing in Davos? It's the best. People, I was telling the guys. I said, boys, you're 30, 31. You know, let go of your dream. You know, mm -hmm. it's like move on and go to places like this because first of all, it's a new culture, new reality, and you're still a star if you really want to be a star over there. Uh, hockey is the number one thing. As far as the money, if you're going to be a fourth line guy making 900 a million, you got to make more money over there. So money wise, it's a good trade off. You're playing after games, yeah. Uh, and you're just in Switzerland. Uh, you know, that's another it's thing. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it, but the caliber, you have to be a good player to go there. 
yeah. because uh, there's only four imports. I think there's five imports now, but the caliber is very high and they change them quick. But, you know, you travel to Italy, those, those, you know, to France, it, it's so close. And it's something that us, you know, North American, we don't live like we go. It's the same TV in Canada and the States. It's the same thing. It's the same mentality. And, you know, over there, you, you live in a, a different a different life. And for those four years, it was just magical for me. Yeah, great. And um, I would say another secret, pick a good team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not fun if you're on a bad team. Yeah, you, you don't want to be on a bad team. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. There's no salary cap, and obviously the revenue per team is way different. It's a different reality, so it makes a huge. Yeah, impact. yeah, yeah. If you're an import and you're winning, they love you. But if you're an import and the team's losing, you're, you're the guy. Get, you're out. You're, you're yeah, out. they're blaming you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, um, the years that you didn't play, were you? I I think it was you. Were you skating on? at El Segundo. Oh yeah. Uh, I was at that rink watching you all the time. I was living there playing for the junior Kings program. Wow. Oh, uh, we used to do like, we, we would practice and then we'd be doing off ice training up on the top tier there. Yeah. And it'd be like Alexander Diggs out there. So I remember I, I was watching you when I was 11 years old in, in LA. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, I played in the league. Well, actually it was the league, the Pats league, the CAA league. And yep. uh, yeah, that's how I started back. I played uh, that full year, and after that, I came back. I took actually, really a year, uh, one year off, totally. We actually we skated. I did all of. Uh, I I didn't end up going with Pat, but I was at that age where that I was starting to get all that attention. Um, you know, because it started at a younger age when I was coming mm -hmm. in. But I I ended up going back to uh, Detroit for Honey Baked, and then to Owen Sound and the OHL. But Pat was around and and noticed me so i was skating in the same skate as you with them um as monday night skates in el segundo with you know cuba gooding jr was used to drive me home all the time and jerry oh, Bruckheimer. Yeah. we had some great skates wow yeah, yeah. so I, we were on how the ice this together. coming up now bobby this is our one year it. anniversary today and you have never brought this up on the show I don't know <laughs> because you, I get a nerd report from you. That's five pages long every day. <laughs> I, I don't know when to sneak it in. But, so, um, anyway, going back to, so you, I mean, you, you seemed like a guy that, you know, wanted to move on from hockey and, and yeah. not be, not be involved in it. What made you decide after all the time, um, to now come out with a documentary is that just the entertaining side of you that that you know? uh, no actually it's the nhl that uh that really uh called me and started harassing me <laughs> <laughs> uh it was jay nelson's the producer there on staff and ross um ross bernard they uh they sold um they sold that concept to amazon and then and, and, and they put they put a list of guys that they should do and 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 they picked my story with uh with the psychic one and so they were really persistent. But for me, I was like, geez, what do I get out of this? Like, you know, I'm not, I got yeah. nothing to promote. Yep. It won't change anything in my life. But at the end of the day, it was more, and that was my buddies and my wife told me that it's more like to my kids. My kids have no clue who I am. Zero. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's awesome. And even if they're friends, they friend no more, but the parents, no clue. No clue as far as they know what the hockey player, but they don't know. They don't know I live in LA and the type of lifestyle I have before. So it's very funny to me. So, so cool. for me, it's a good leg more than anything else. Hey, Diggy, explain to me this. You're, you're a hockey player. I know you work for a, you're part of a production company. How yeah. does 
how does that how did that happen for you how did you start working for a production company um uh, a friend of mine owned that company for the last 25 years we, we were friends and and we we're looking at uh he was looking at different angles to because now it's really really reality based and 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 so we're starting to talk and uh he started talk to me about a couple of industry would like to get in and I start putting together with the people that were running those industries. And, and he said, fuck Alex, he said, uh, let's do a deal together. And we start working on a deal. And the first show we did, and it's going to be announced, we sold the show to the weather channel. And it was, uh, it was so funny. It was an idea that, um, we had with a couple of cocktails and, uh, <laughs> we send that to the the development team. They put it together and they sold it. The first uh, the f it was in Atlanta, so yeah. the first uh, the first pitch worked. So I was like, "Geez, man, I'm a genius. I got are you, this." Are, <laughs> are you are you the pitch man? Are you so you're yeah, the no, pitch man? Pitching, no, no, not pitching. No, people are uh, pro of pitching. I'm not. You're the so that was that was that. And after that, we start. Now we're talking about we're working on a on a show about. Uh, not me, but the '90s and the way a bit hockey and you know uh, that type of of idea. But that will be more scripted. So I've been working on gotcha. it for a year. So we'll see. Hopefully next year will come out. Uh, can we just go back to Cuba Gooding Jr. for a sec? Like, do you yeah. do you hang? Do you do you call him? Do you hang out? No. Did you ever no. ask for a part in the movie? No, 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 no. I'm uh, you know. Can't tell, but I'm pretty shy, and you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's, and people think just being in movies is the thing. Yeah, but it's a talent. Those people have been working at their craft for a long time. You don't just become an actor like this. So for me, it was never an option. As far as celebrity goes, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I think people want to have celebrity when they get it. They realize it's not that great. Uh, you know, yeah, the free stuff and everything. But at the end of the yep. day. It's not what it is. It's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, it was a no-no on that front. As far as LA, you know, I think I have four or five good friends still there, but um, uh, but that's it. I'm never I'm never gonna go back uh, to the states. Uh, not on not in California for sure. Yeah, yeah. It changed right. a lot too. The uh, you know the LA yeah. scene and the the vibe. Uh, and you know, I think they have a big problem. The polit, you know, the political, the political. It's very intense over there. You know, yeah, from one yeah. side to the other, like, you yeah. know, Bobby. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think in Canada we're very safe environment as well. Uh, so, yeah. No. Nah. Okay. Uh, before I get to Yorkie roommate stories, because I would love you to dish a little bit of dirt on Jason York. Is um, I want to bring up two. I'll call them the controversial things surrounding you. That's you came on dressed uh, in a costume. And so, you know, I'm yeah. leading into the ad you did for the score. Now, before we put up the poster, I, you got painted as Alex Day, who dressed in a nurse's costume. The yeah. reality is you dressed in eight different outfits Yeah, that, for that shoot. So everybody just wanted to like, I didn't see the ad. And so all I ever heard was Alex Day is the nurse. Can you comment on this? If you were to do this again, would you still do the same ad? Were you a little disappointed in how it was perceived? Wow, 400 grand, I'll do a little less now. You know, <laughs> the, the economic change. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, listen, 
19 years old. I was before my draft. I had no, I had no direction. They sent me there. We signed the deal with Score, and I, I'm by myself doing all those that shoot. And the agent at, at the time, you know, I don't think they were ready for that as far as proofing and uh, as far as having a story about what's going to be out there for the for a young kid and it did affect me for a long time and still to this day people talk to me talk to me about it and it's like geez man you're 17 years old you make one mistakes and mm. it's not even really a mistake like in a sense that it didn't i didn't hurt anybody i didn't you know it was not so you got to think twice about what you do at that age. And especially now with the, the social media, I was lucky in my years. We didn't have any of that. But uh, yeah, man, it marks you for, for life. I mean, it's funny you say that because if you look at today, NHL is posting photos of players at their Halloween costume parties. And a lot of guys, a number of guys are dressed up like Little Red Riding Hood or Eric Carlson was dressing up in certain costumes as, as females as well. Like, it's funny how it's changed, and yet for you, you still can't escape it. And that was always something that I never quite understood. Well, um, it was a multiple factors because, first of all, the rookie contract. Um, yes. And stupidly, um, you know, people were making comments on, on, yeah, I understand the owners making comments and the general manager, but the media, they were on the side of, always on the side of the, on the other side. And in the sense that, you know, I made half of what Lindros was making. You know, he arrived a year before, at, and it was in Canadian dollar again. And <laughs> no, it's just true. for me, it was like I was the guy to blame. But guys, man, the, the salary became public, I think, it was two, three years before. That changed <laughs> the old dynamic. And uh, Lindros comes, I come, and now there's a lockout. So, but the lockout is just because we didn't have any contract. The lockouts could have been early, a year earlier. It's just, that's what happened. So everything was really focused on that story and the nursing and you know everything that it was. It was not a good uh, no. Well, the league, why... the league, the league wasn't friendly back then. Like it was more. It was like guys hated each other. You weren't allowed to talk to guys in other teams. We spoke about right. this. It was a totally yeah. different culture back then. It was about yeah. being macho and mean. And we were joking around about the guys, like the Ken Danico story you told me, Daggy. Like, <laughs> like just Bobby. Like guys are like, like if you were a player, like a fast guy like Daggy, you were getting hacked yeah. every single game. Oh, yeah. Like, like you were. You might. It, it's unfortunate, Daggy. You're 10 years too early, maybe 15, um, for the generation you should have played in. Yeah, well, I would have liked to play like 2004 to 2008. Yeah. Uh, the reason is I think Facebook and Instagram came very popular in 2009. <laughs> yep, yep. I would have skipped that. <laughs> I would like to play when Tinder came out and the league was wide open. <laughs> <laughs> what the... What, what did, uh, so what is the Danico? What, what is the Danico story? Uh, just because Danico, Danico was you know a tough defenseman who was well known around the league, and 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 you know he, skating was not his first you know thing that you thought about him. So every time that you were going around at that time, you were allowed to just if you hit the puck first and the guy you know. So he was always you know fishing and going on the ice like this. 
and I was past him and he did the Danico and he hit my skate and I went to the goalpost. But at that time, the goalpost was very stiff. Yeah. So yeah. my arm got cut and I broke my arm. And that was pretty much my only injury, real, real, real serious injury. And uh, so I saw him a couple of years later. He had no clue what happened. No clue. <laughs> but I said, buddy, that was the best end of the season ever because it was in February. We were not making the playoff anyway. So so <laughs> I remember Jacques Martin wanted me to go on the road, Mary Bond with the guys. I said, fucking right, I'm going on the road. <laughs> First trip was in Miami. I loved it. <laughs> it's my last trip, though. He said, they're not fucking coming back. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, okay, the only the other one I have that's on the controversial side is the Chris Pronger comment, as you know. Um, mm. If you had to do over again, would you make the same comment about uh, no one remembers who got drafted second? Uh, knowing me and my personality, I wouldn't mind. It's just that <laughs> it's not, you know, the thing I was I said, it's exactly what, what you said. It, it's just that. I would explain more what I thought. It's just that that day is super special. It's one day in your life ever. Well, fuck. Yeah. It's the same thing as a, as a race car driver. You know, you go to Montreal last year. I don't remember who lost. I remember Verstappen won. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit more than my thought process. But at that time, I was so naive. You know, you can't say those things because if you don't explain in depth and people, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. They're only going to take that little snip. So right. retrospect, yeah. no, I wouldn't. I would never say that because nothing to gain. And, you know, Chris, at that time, I knew him. We played the World Junior. That's yeah, right. We, we won the year. We won like a couple of days, you know, I had a good relationship with him. So, yeah, no, no. Did you get chirped on the ice for any of that stuff? No, not really, ever. Nobody really does. No. No. Well, if, if, if Brad Marchand was playing with you, he might probably say something. Oh. Yeah, I, I think he's probably the the biggest chirper. Yeah, he's probably up there, but it, it's weird what guys will chirp you about compared to what what's out there in the media. Like most of the players oh, yeah. that he played against probably had zero idea that he ever said it. Right? That's a Honestly. good point. Yeah. That's yep. a good point. <laughs> yeah. yep. Very true. Media, media gives way more shit than we do. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we like it when somebody speaks out. Like Alex would have been great in the this era of social media. Um, mm. But oh. as soon as you do speak out, then we just hammer you. I yeah. And no, like, I put a target on your. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. So and like I'm not Zadora. I'm on zero social media. That's for those reasons. It makes. Yeah. Well, you, got yeah. not, you know nothing. You're uh, you're uh, actually I got and I got Instagram, but um, just for uh, the stroll. But that's it. Especially yeah. the wow. hockey highlights and all that stuff. But. Nah. It's like Oops. I had to, I had to leave Twitter because I remember my wife was like, it's probably time to get off Twitter because I was in a slump and I was injured again. And somebody's like, how do you score 13 goals while making 7 million? And I said, on my side and in a mansion. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's like, it's time to get off. I was like, yeah, it's right, time to get off. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. Uh, it down. Okay. Uh, lastly, uh, sorry, not lastly, but. Uh, Bob, I need uh, your Wendy's read so we get to a did you know about Alex Degg? Oh, sounds good. Cool, Bob. All right. Don't forget, guys, coming soon is the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Get set to join in all the action, win tons of prizes. 
uh, that Wendy's is offering up all season long with the daily face-off survival pool, including Wendy's newest addition to their all-star burger lineup, the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger that I don't, I don't know if it's available in the U S but, uh, getting rave reviews yes. in Canada. Enjoy the apple with smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts over the fresh, never frozen Canadian beef. Download the Wendy's app to get set for the daily face-off survival pool sponsored by Wendy's. And we will um, we'll keep you guys posted for when it's running live. Okay. So, Alex, yeah. this is a did you know, uh, did you like playing in Ottawa before we show this graphic? Did you like playing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I, I don't it. mean, sorry, not as a senator coming back and playing. Uh... Well, not really. Not really. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I you like played... Montreal, I would say, because all my family was there and all my buddies. But uh, uh, as far as, you know, going to Canadian City, uh, I would say, yeah, Ottawa was not number one. That's for sure. Well, it showed in your stats because in the six <laughs> games you played against the Ottawa Senators, you had two assists. Oh. Uh, you, you never scored a goal against the Ottawa Senators mm -hmm. in Ottawa. I was okay. just curious, it was that something, uh, like, did you get Jack to face them? Did you care? I did care, yeah. I get Jack, no, but it depends. Uh, who did I play for? That's the other question. Uh, Philly, Minnesota. Philly, yeah. Wow, I'm surprised. We had a good well, team. Well, let me there. double check. I thought it was Philly, but let me. I, I don't know, probably. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Philly. It was Philly. I remember Daggy left side coming down my right side, <laughs> speed wide, always taking it wide. I don't think you were in the ice, Jason. Sorry, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was locking, I was locking you down, Daggy. Shortest fucking ship in the league. Fucking oh, here. come on! Don't give yourself that much credit. Because <laughs> at that time, you had to go on the ice once or twice to get a game played. So, oh <laughs> come on. <laughs> No, that was the marquee matchup, Dag versus York. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, your first game as a member of the Flyers, uh, as is your second game. Then it was Tampa, mm. uh, the Rangers, and then the last – oh, then the Rangers, and then one is Minnesota. I do no, remember one is Pittsburgh. I got an assist Sorry. when I played for the Rangers because I missed my shot, but I think it hit John McClain in the back. And somebody took the rebound. <laughs> 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 uh, you're correct, John. John McClain from uh, Valerie Kamensky and Alex Degg. There you there go. Out of what? Nice. <laughs> okay, so what's Yorkie like as a roommate? Um, it's very quiet. It's very fun. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very protective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. That, that, no, that answer was like thirty years ago. I don't. You know, yeah. those are the stories I don't remember. I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell you this about Diggy who had a very quick wit for a French guy in his second language. You were very good with the comebacks. And uh, I told you guys the one story, the Lance Pitlick story, who we had Pitlick. <laughs> so, Bob, you'll like this. D Deggy was a great dresser. Always sharp suit, pinstriped, but he had a silk scarf. He wore the silk scarf. <laughs> and uh, very he, didn't French. Care. he knew how to, he, he wore it well. He wore it well. So, uh, Pitlick, I think he didn't dress that nice. Anyway, Pitlick comes on the bus. Dag's got the scarf on. He goes, hey, Dag, nice scarf. And Daggy's like, hey, Pitlick, 
the scarf's worth more than your suit. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole bus just erupts and everyone's laughing their head off. Like, oh, perfect great. timing. Well, To be fair, it was Pitlick's first year in the league, so money was tight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't come in as hot as you did. <laughs> the contract, no, no, nope. and oh, Canadian yeah. dollars again. Again, okay. So, in 2017, you come back to play in the alumni game. Were you, was there any nerves for that? Because of did you were you worried about how you'd be perceived? Was there any of that? You scored four uh, goals, so you must have felt pretty good. No, no, I felt great. Uh, at that time, I was playing a lot of hockey here in, uh, in Montreal. I was playing twice a week, so I was in pretty good hockey shape. Uh, no, no, I was very happy. Uh, two of my kids were there, so we, were, uh, we we drove down, and that was nice. Really enjoyed it. But I didn't uh, – no, I think as far as being perceived, I think I, you know, I moved on from that. Uh, fuck, I'm going to be 49 now, almost 50, and, uh, you know. 14 months, I'm 50, so you got to let it go at one point. Bob so. Diggy, uh, Diggy, Diggy, I go, Diggy, what the hell? He skates by me, and he's like, Yorkie, this is what happens when you don't go in the corners during your career. You see, you feel great when you're 45? <laughs> uh, the original number 91. Hey, okay, seriously, what yes. the hell are you doing? Like, are you got... You got some skin treatment going on. You're skinny. You're looking good. Like, what's this? What's going on? What's uh, you got some Actually, reverse I'm the aging? Same weight. I'm the same weight as my last year that I played. Come on. Wow, so, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I run. I run. Play hockey. Go to the gym. Yeah. So, um, we always oh, used to I ask fast. a question. I fast. I do the fasting. You do in the yeah. internet fasting? Uh, yep. Fasting is key, man. We got to get on that, Bob. I got to so, get on something. <laughs> no, I was, no. I'm I was getting a bacon double cheeseburger. Off road, but yeah. <laughs> uh, is, yeah. Okay, when, when you played, uh, well, it may be the same now. Did you have like a go-to snack if you were watching a movie or something? A did go-to you ever, snack? Yeah, yeah, like chips, popcorn, ice cream. Oh, Oh, like those fat bears. guys that criticize hockey player or any type of sports athlete on their couch? Like that type <laughs> yes. of guy? Yes, no, exactly. that guy. Yeah, me. <laughs> uh, yeah, chips, I guess. Yeah, chips. Chips yeah. will do it. Was there a I'm, not a I'm not a beer, you know, I'm no. Like at home, I'm I won't I don't think I have any beers here. So it's like uh I don't get the point. What's your go-to cocktail? If you're gonna have a cocktail. Yeah, mine's, an old, my, mine's an old fashioned. What's yours? An old fashioned? Wow. That's uh that's a lot of calories in there, my friend. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> but I don't you're not counting that. <laughs> I'm so skinny. Yeah. What's your go-to? What's if you're gonna uh, dirty martini with uh blue cheese olives? Oh, oh of course. Wow. Solid. Okay. And so when you look back at your career, what is your favorite moment? Do you have um, one? Uh NHL? Yeah, because I my my two um, there's I would say outside the NHL I won the the World Junior a couple of times so that was and one was in Canada which was next level anyway at that time I'm sure it's the yep. same so that was great um, NHL I would say well first game is always super special and first goal all that stuff. Um, when I came back and I scored twenty in Minnesota. So that was a big moment for me. I was very happy about that. 
Um, and Switzerland, we won two championship. That was super cool there. Very fun. Yeah. yeah. So. What made you come back? Um, I needed to clear my head, which is at that time was not something that people were doing. Now they have the sports psychologists on staff. Mm. So if I had that, maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't skip any, but at that time it was not really popular saying that you needed help, uh, time change for the better. So, and when you clear your head while well, you, you know, you're starting to get in, uh, going and, and for me, I, I love hockey and I love, you know, being around the guys. I love laughing. So, and there's a lot of people you can abuse in the dressing room. So for <laughs> me, it was a, <laughs> I don't consider myself a bully, but I kind of love it. <laughs> very, ther very therapeutic. <laughs> so who, who did you like to go after? Um, the week. So Yorkie was number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, actually, I played with a guy, uh, well, uh, Bergevin was my roommate as well in Pittsburgh. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that was the perfect combination because I, 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 I like laughing at myself and about my, so I like when people abuse me. So it was a good combination oh, because yeah. this guy, this guy is very funny. I think he's the funniest man that I in hockey that I met. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a good combo. But as far as I, 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 I'm not a guy who will make fun of people, so that was just a joke. But uh, so that's what I like the most when people will make jokes uh, at me. I love it. I I just I remember I just remember how <laughs> relaxed you were before a game. You know, guys are jumping around and they're they're all hyper and come on, boys, let's go. Big game tonight, boys. Big game. And then I look and Daggy used to always be last. And I see Daggy and, and, and I'd look around and I, I'd smile and he'd pat himself on the back. He'd like, let's go, Daggy. Let's be good tonight. <laughs> we'll be good tonight, buddy. We'll be good. <laughs> right? <laughs> get, hey, just get themselves. I got to uh, open the door for my, my kid. Just a second. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whose dog is that? I Look, assume it's Deggy's dog. Yeah. The, the, the now, did he? I I should ask him. Did he always refer to himself in the third person? I I always refer to him as the Daigle, and he did too. <laughs> he, does, he, he does. He does. He does like talking. Yeah, yeah. always in the third oh. person, my friend. Even on my stick was the Daigle. No oh yeah, with that all right. <laughs> the old black, the old black, the old black Sherwood. Remember those? The old black. The old wooden... black Sherwood. That's right. Didn't no. make the turn with the new graphite stick. Those guys. Too bad. But wait, were, uh, uh, Gavin, if we can put up a, just a picture. There's a couple of of Alex that we have. They're a. That's not black Sherwood. That is a solid CCM. I think stick. What stick did you use? I used um, a CCM for a while. Sherwood for, I think Sherwood, that was uh, Titan, I think, at yeah. that time. That was Junior. That was the Gretzky model. Actually, that was the first check I received. It paid me five grand, my first check. I was oh, yeah. years old. Big yeah. Money. Back then. Yeah. Um, you, do you still have the Jofa helmet? Ah, uh, no. That was so ugly, man. Yeah. It broke my heart to wear it because. Again, they paid me to. <laughs> it was just, you know, that that you know, it always bugged me because I was, you know, you always want to fit in, especially when you start in the league. And to wear that helmet, I think only Mario was wearing it, and maybe Solani, like a couple of guys. But geez, 
it was terrible for me. I didn't like that. Yeah, I think Alfie may have come and worn it after. Yeah, he did. Yeah, after. Alfie Holy. was worse. He didn't have any visor. It looks just terrible, right? Yeah. It was aw- It's an awful helmet. It's terrible. Um, but it was entertaining. I like. Did when you look back at your Ottawa days? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, did you and Alexi Yashin have any issues? Uh, only reason I asked that question. You guys come in this roughly the same time of year apart. Yeah. Uh, but he holds out, if I'm not mistaken, because he wanted to be paid roughly the same as you or more than you. Um, so he held out at the beginning of camp, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think that was his first year. Maybe. Uh, no, it was after. Yeah. yeah. It was later. It was later. Um, that I don't know. You know, Yash was, first of all, was a special bird. You go start from there. Like, yeah. And yeah. He made me wait four hours one day to do an interview so he could do his sticks. So how did you came out of it? Did you came out, you know, like a bigger man? Were you? I, <laughs> were you I was like, I'm, I'm hoping that's the last one we're doing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, Russian at that time anyway, I don't know now, but their English is like, it's not existent. So for him, it took him two, three years just to understand the basics. And another thing, I don't know if people knew that, but he brought his whole family, right? Yes. So he, he practiced play, go back to his, his his house, and that was it. You never see Yash. Like he, so if I talk to him, not really. Like there was nothing to talk about. We have zero in common, and he doesn't speak the language. So for me, and, and it was a non-starter. Guys, what you guys? You guys lived across the street from each other in Canada. Your yeah, houses, we did. Right? Oh yeah, like I never seconds. went to his house, and he never went into my hot tub. Tell you that, invitation only, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm talking, Bobby. I'm talking like that twenty second walk, like across the street. Like, hey, you want to yeah. come over? Watch never carpooled, nothing. 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 Uh, Actually, it's the first time you say that, and the uh, it's first time I hear that. But it never really crossed my mind. It's not really an option for me. <laughs> uh, uh, funny thing, too, I played I, I, when I was playing in, um, I think it was in Philly. There's a guy, uh, I remember Ken Menderville. Yep. He yes, lives here in Ottawa. Ottawa. Lives, yeah, great guy. And um, I don't know, but I played with him. And at the end of the day, I always call him Mandy, yep. right? That was his nickname. Mandy. Yep. Yeah, so with a couple of cocktails, he came to me and said, hey, do you know my name? Yeah, it's Mandeville, like Mandy. No, my first name. <laughs> Buddy, uh, you know, it's late. I had a couple of cocktails, but I had no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> like Mandy. Uh, nobody, nobody knows first names in hockey. No. Exactly. It's oh, like at the God. end of the year when you have to write the trainers their checks or bring them cash, and you're like, I got to bring them cash because I don't know what to put on the fucking check. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go get out $17,000 in cash just to avoid not telling them I don't know their first names here either. <laughs> Poor Bob. Hey. Uh, Daggy, what are the uh, what's going on at Halloween tonight? Are you handing out candy? Are you the guy yeah, uh, in charge? Kids are too old now, so they're going away. But yeah, I'm handling uh, candy. I think I'm gonna be um, Beetlejuice tonight. Yeah, oh, you like putting that. the costume on? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that was the the wig. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm putting the costume. I'm in the spirit, it. buddy. You're, <laughs> back. You're, fest- you're a festive guy. Oh yeah. Right guy, uh, right. wrong decade. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
boy. I would love to keep you for another hour, but we'll we'll let you go. I, but I appreciate right, it. Right. I'm hoping. By the way, um, you, I can't wait to see the documentary that comes out. Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, I did. I did. And? I did. I had a screening in New York a couple of weeks ago. Nice. And do you happy with is it? it? Yeah. Listen, at the end of the day, it's um, the NHL is producing this, so they have all the intention, the good intention in the world to, to really put stories of their old player, ex player, or new player, whatever it is. It, 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 you know, it's uh, I wouldn't say a promotional piece, but almost. So uh, for me, I, I felt I was in good hands, and so it's my story from you know the beginning in Montreal and. The, the cool thing for me was a lot of, you know, VHS tapes that were, <laughs> that they did digitalize and digitalize and that. So, so it's a great, for me to watch it, I loved it. It was, uh, it was an emotional time. Awesome. That's awesome. great. That's awesome. Uh, a couple of people have asked in the chat before we go, if you watch hockey today. Oh yeah, I do. I do. I do. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Montreal, I watch Montreal quite a bit um the west it's you know it's too late for me i'm in bed by 10 so i ain't gonna work uh preaching to the choir i have a tv yep. in my room but my wife doesn't allow me to watch it so it's like <laughs> I, what the fuck do i have a tv in my room <laughs> <Lights out. laughs> not allowed uh, <laughs> uh, the rule book change when you retire tell you that <laughs> yeah apparently <laughs> anyway but uh yeah i do i do watch uh hockey football all those sports i love it you like you're telling me if you're you're a jack hughes guy you like watching hockey you like watching yeah jack he hughes. was in montreal a couple of weeks ago or last week i think he had four assists but uh it's just the way he creates room for himself you know yeah. he's not a big guy but the way the skating and um i don't know it's a special player a very very special player and you know that's the type of player you dream of playing on the same line that's for sure oh yeah Oh, he's, yeah. a dish, he's a disher and he's creating room and you just got to figure it out. So Foley's going to extend his career from two to three years and he's going to make about six, seven million more. Good for him. Fucking guy. <laughs> 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 oh, buddy. Can, can all thank Alex Degg for all the contracts that people sign from now on. There you oh, go. I love when you say that. Jeez, put that on the wall. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, all right, take care. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. Thank you. It, Pleasure. Thanks, Daggy. Thanks for doing this. There he goes. There, there goes the dig. Um, hey, great guy. He loves, he loves it. Yeah. He yes. Loves it. And so I, I just, I'm hoping now people will, 30 years later or whatever, is to to take a second look and maybe maybe not think of all the negative uh, and think of actually he, all the good stuff he did. Yeah. Bob, Bob and Wally, he's a guy that just loves life. And, yeah, it seems uh, like it, eh? It's yeah. just a, he's, he's got a, he's got a great like, wife now. He's got three kids. Two daughters, a son, and he, uh, his kids, like he said, his kids don't know anything about him, what he went through. And I think that's part of the reason he's excited that that documentary is out about him because it tells us what his life was and what he went through. But no, he was, people are misunderstood about him. He was a, he jokes about it, but he was a great teammate. He was a great teammate, great guy, one of the boys. And, uh, you know, when I called him, picked up the phone right away chatted for an hour like we hadn't like we seen each other a week ago like he's that awesome. kind of guy so yeah you would uh you guys you would have liked playing with him bob he's lots of fun i i could imagine <laughs> i, I yeah. would like him to actually be the plan a party planner 
Like, I think he would plan well, the best parties. Well, he's the type of guy, end of the year, he was making a lot of money. Like, I think I told you guys this. He booked the highs for the whole team at the end of the year and wow. took, care of, took care of the whole bill. Um, yeah, a lot of money. He made sure the boys had a good time. Generous, generous guy. And, like, he, he jokes about Yash. Yash wasn't doing that. Diggy was doing no. that. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yash held out a couple times for some money. Yeah. Diggy was Diggy every was, dollar. Diggy was a generous guy. Well, I'm glad. Thank you for lining it up, Yorkie, because uh, he was yeah. fantastic. And I, yeah. I've always, you've always heard stuff, but I've never had a chance to really actually get to know Alex yeah. Digg. So just thanks for it's, that. It's too bad because he said it. He would be a guy that would thrive in today's game with his speed and you can't hook, you can't hold him. Um, and, yep. and his personnel, he'd be making a lot of money off the ice. Like a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. He'd be great. Uh, yes, all right. Uh, boys, uh, that's it for today. But we will see you guys again Thursday, if you oh, will. Oh, boy. Thanks uh, for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks for watching. Uh, Coming in Hot, presented by Botano. See you, everybody. See you, guys. Coming in Hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.